The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. how your day's been <laughs> I, I'm, I'm frazzled <laughs> frazzled With actually power I, comes great responsibility scott <laughs> i'm i think i need to yeah i'll play this one Tonight's the night will make history honey this is scott going to his happy place it's me wishing. <laughs> that this was the best of times. But I'm a manager now. But you always wanted. I know you feel these are the worst of times. I do believe it's true. (laughs) One more person calls off of work. I'm going to shoot someone in the face. I will send you to Jesus. I will send you to Jesus. These are not the best of times. I got to hire some more marshals. I never never realized that when you became a manager, you didn't actually manage people. You just kept doing the same job that you were doing before because they can't find anyone to work. But last week's show was a dumper. Well, that uh, what happened? Well, I mean, there was nothing. We just didn't do the show we were supposed to do. Because why? Because God had job. to go to work late. Oh, and then to top it off, they looked at me and went, well, you're a manager now, so you don't get Wednesdays off. And I went, what? 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 No. The positives? I worked uh, five hours of overtime at Dollars. 
an hour. <laughs> but you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> Better put that in the chat there. Uh, 11.3. Edit. Edit. Yeah. Then I looked up at my bourbon collection. And my $75 bottle of Balfour is almost empty. And I didn't drink it. There's now a lock on my door. (laughs) I wish I wasn't as nice and kind as I am. <laughs> Bell four. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, drinking anything special tonight? Um. No. Okay. I, I, no, I take that back. I I switched up to Sam Adams, so I'm not doing a hard liquor. Um, my body can't handle the hard liquor as much anymore. Oh, GLD Old Scout. Okay, where's this from? It's a it's a straight Kentucky bourbon. Yeah, it's a uh, cask strength. This is something special that that Ohio Liquor came out with. Uh, this is barrel number thirty seven four sixty eight. This particular one is uh, 54.3% alcohol by volume, which puts that at about 108.6. Seven years aged. Bottled by Smooth Ambler Spirits, Max Welton, West Virginia. Really? Smooth Ambler is the company. Have you tried it yet? I tried just a little bit of it earlier, but let me grab a glass back out here. Hold on. Ow. Ow. Oh, he's hitting his head on stuff. It's awesome. No, I, I Guys, got he's, he's bleeding from the top of the head. It's awesome. It's dripping down into his glasses. Not really. Okay. This is... How do I put it? It's... it's dense with flavor it is still very smooth this is a lot of different notes that we don't normally normally have in bur- or that i haven't normally had in a bourbon so here. the hell that's for white people it's like very oily on the tongue it's it's intense it doesn't i mean you get some of the vanillas but it's more like i don't even know how to explain it like not leather but oh man i was gonna say if you're uh getting leather you gotta quit chewing the wrap around your glass but that's okay mm. and for being 
damn near 110 proof. It is smooth. It's bold. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it's something I'm probably going to save in the back of my cabinet here pretty soon. Oh, is that going to get, is it going to go into the infinity bottle? A mm, little bit. I'm going to have to put a little bit of that. I guess it's going to be a lot of good flavor in there. That's, it's tough to like break this one apart. And it's weird because like I was on the website that this popped up as an email to me and it was like, and they actually kind of like went down and said, well, this barrel is kind of like this. And this barrel is kind of like this. And this, like some of these barrels were only 88 proof. Some were 116 proof. I mean, it's just, you got that barrel and they did not mix it or nothing. This is the barrel exactly how it came out of the cast. No mixing, no nothing. Oh, and speaking of which, um, about once a quarter, <laughs> it's not the best bourbon ever, no. Okay. Guess <laughs> I don't have to play that. Sorry. <laughs> they have a, about once a quarter, they have a lottery. And all you do is you sign up and this gives you the availability to purchase a bottle. Um, and I sent you two of them. Oh, okay. I mean, I sent you, I, I, I texted you the, Two out of yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, that was for Willett's special reserve, and I was like, So, so I signed up for a uh Blanton's straight from the barrel, okay. Um, the original 93 proof and gold 103 proof cast strength bourbon. There's an Elmer T. Lee single barrel. There is a Mitch. Oh, I'm not. I, I did not sign up for this one. Mitcher's single barrel, twenty year old bourbon. I have that up on my up on the my one thousand one hundred fifty dollar bottle of bourbon. No, I have the Mitchner small batch. Is it twenty years old? Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, no. The bottle is numbered though. Yeah. Then there's an old Fitzgerald nineteen. 19- year old bottle in bond never had old fitzgerald parker's heritage collection 16th edition weller single barrel willett family estate six-year bourbon and yeah. the willett family estate eight-year bourbon so i yeah. signed up for a chance of winning one of those minus the eleven hundred dollar but i'm not spending a lot hundred dollars on a bottle it's not gonna happen even though you can sell it for seven grand online, but um, I'd drop it. I'd pick it up. I'd drop it and be looking it off the pavement. Going, <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it at this juncture. Wouldn't be prudent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what did you have go on this past week? Uh, other than that, um, on and off kind of weird business at work. Uh, Mackie was back in town for Easter. We had dinner together, all four of us. Uh, got an oil change on her car and kind of a little bit of work done on it. And that was about it. Ooh. I sat with Bob. 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 It's all about Bob. He went to work for the first time in three years. Oh, how'd that go? First day wasn't bad. They didn't 
kick his ass, but like the third day, he was just like, uh, I'm like, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. You'll get thin like me. Um, he's starting to realize some of the stuff that I've explained before, as in, uh, the the women at a golf course insane just insane um insanely gorgeous insane everything you're talking about the trophy wives or the girls that work there uh the girls that golf there the girls that work there you will not ever find a fat ugly woman on a golf course. Um, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I, I told him restraint comes after 50. And it's not actually restraint. It's just they don't want you after <laughs> 50. So uh, I did that. <clears throat> I did my taxes. I only owe two thousand <coughs> two thousand this year. I think I got money back this year. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Well, last year was the first year that. Uh, the government has taken away all of the tax credits for small businesses. Um, so all the tax credits I used to use before are no longer there. They're all gone. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so even with mileage and all the other stuff, the I think when I averaged it out, the corporation is being taxed at almost 30% for a small business. Yikes. Yeah. Time to shut that business down. I am not a corporation. I can't, I mean, I'm a corporation, but I'm not, you know, IBM or something like that. (laughs) I mean, the, the tax breaks that are out there are all built for larger companies. Um, and, three quarters of the tax break for last year was energy efficiency stuff. Did you buy an EV? Did you buy this? Did you, it's, I mean, it's all stuff that you have to spend a hundred thousand dollars to get a $5,000 tax credit. Lovely. You know, just absolutely insane, stupid stuff. Nothing to help the small business. Yeah, But Hey, I got to, I guess I got to start greasing the palms of some diplomats or something. I know I haven't brought up any people that have passed away, but do you remember Mad Magazine? Yeah. Al Jaffe just died at age 102. I think he might be the last original artist on Mad Magazine. They're all gone now. Yeah, we just aged ourselves. Thanks. A little bit. Did sorry, tell you what, sorry what, to the younger crowd who actually <laughs> listens to podcasts. 
They're like, who the f- what's Mad Magazine? What the hell's Mad Magazine? Emotional. Oh, sorry. Emotional. What the hell <laughs> you say? I, I really got to put what the hell at the top because I use that more than emotional damage. I tell you, I told you a couple weeks ago we had a new keyboard. There is a one, two, and three key at the very, very top left. And I accidentally hit the number one key. And my entire computer shut down. I'm like, is that like built into the keyboard? And then I was like, well, what's the number two button? And I pressed number two. It correlates to on your taskbar on your computer, yeah. the first three icons that you have on your taskbar, it, it engages those. My first button is a script that I wrote that turns off your computer in one click. So you don't have to like click the window and click shut down. And yes, oh, I really want to. So you shut down. wrote a macro. Yeah. No, I, I stole a macro that I found online and changed the icon and everything. So I can shut down my computer. I can start up Windows Explorer and I can start up Chrome with my one, two, three key. I was quite pleased. First, if I miss the escape key, I might shut my computer off, which that might be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> so I found out today that we have an inclusive, inclusive mm-hmm. uh, director. Yeah. At um. Uh, at corporate, and then I uh, I I got to talk to her, her they. She said, what's your pronoun? And I said, God. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to make it long in this (laughs) world. (laughs) The Swahili word, N-I. My other pronoun from, you know, is from a tiger, Gur. So it's ne- no. <laughs> almost, almost. Well, was that? Yeah, I saw. I, I, I saw a, a black guy did that on a TikTok. It was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Would have been <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> but definitely the hell that's for white people. <laughs> I am, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, there was another joke. There's, I don't. Did we talk about last week about the bush light having the the trans person as a like a on the cans or something like that? Did we talk about that last week? I I don't I don't remember if we actually talked about it. I there's been so much talk about it this week. I don't mind talking about it. It's uh. It seems to be a hot topic. The best comment that I heard was, well, no, it makes sense because you have a a man identifying as a woman, uh, you know, for a beer, for a water that identifies as beer. It makes perfect sense. That's kind of funny. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Um, I guess we got to take a break. Yeah, I gotta take a little break. Then um, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Which don't tell them what it is. They'll find is out it? with the music coming back in. 
because they can't read the title of the podcast they clicked on, God forbid. Well, now that you've said that, I'm going to make the title something stupid. <laughs> You'll never guess what movie we're watching today. <laughs> no, the title's going to be My Pronoun is God. Uh, <laughs> Uh, golf clap golf clap you should have just said after after you're done talking to her, you should say am i changing my pronoun to fired <laughs> I, I yeah i don't know i don't know um I got a little bit of a headache tonight, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I think I need new glass. I think I need a new prescription because uh, everything is really blurry. And I think that's what's giving me a headache is sitting around watching screens all day that I can't see. Have you cleaned them lately? Jesus. Man, that's that's... Just like asking me, have you turned it off and turned it back on again? I clean them every day. Ooh, and I found the best way to clean glasses. Vinegar and newspaper? No. Dawn dishwashing soap. Oh, okay. And just, you know, with your fingers, do your thing. Yeah. Run it underwater. They're the cleanest glasses I've ever had. And there's they squeak. They're safe on little duckies. They should be safe on your glasses. God, yes. <laughs> uh. All right. Headache, headache, headache. I think I'm going to play this. I need something a little calming. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. trusted friend because my pronoun sucked since we were nine or ten together we've climbed hills and trees learned of love and abc skinned our hearts and skinned our knees goodbye my friend it's hard to die when all the birds are singing in the sky now that the spring is in Please pray for me.
You want to tell the audience how you chose this movie? I didn't choose it. <laughs> I can read the text. I didn't choose it. I, I gave you a choice. I told you what the right choice was. And... Let's see here. If you got Amazon Prime, we could do this movie or Top Gun Maverick. Oh, here, here. Ladies and gentlemen, take your pick Top Gun Maverick or No Time to Die. P.S. The right answer is. Maverick. <laughs> Still the best intro for any movie. Oh. And Zimmer, man. Good stuff. Top Gun as well, or uh, um, Days of Thunder, I think, because it sounds very similar to this. He has 232 composer credits to his name. Getting back to 1982. Rain Man. Days of Thunder. Thelma and Louise, Radio Flyer, League of Their Own, Toys, True Romance, Cool Runnings, The Lion King, Crimson Tide, Broken Arrow, The Rock, Thin Red Line, Road to El Dorado, Mission Impossible 2, El Candiato, Hannibal, Pearl Harbor, Invincible, The Ring, Last Samurai, Madagascar, Batman Begins, The Da Vinci Code, Good Lord. Kung Fu Panda, The Dark Knight. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Megamind. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Dark Knight Rises. Inception. Chappie. All the Kung Fu Panda movies, Hidden Figures, Boss Baby, Dunkirk, Blade Runner 2049. 
couple of them. Ooh, I don't know which one I like better. <laughs> because Days of Thunder is really good. <laughs> I, yeah, I love Hans Zimmer. Uh, great composer. Um, he's done tons and tons of films. Um, didn't he do Backdraft as well? Possibly. I didn't. I, I was scrolling through there pretty quickly. Um, I can't remember if that was Hans or. Uh, Who's the other guy? Um, Backdraft theme. I can't remember. I'm trying to find who does the music for this modern movie. He's also very good. And yes, Backdraft was Hans Zimmer. <laughs> All right. Enough of Hans Zimmer. Uh, Harold Faltemeyer. Which, oh, if I recall... Yes, I remember Harold Vettemeyer. No, I think he did the music for... Oh, my God. Um, Eddie Murphy. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. Ooh. Ooh. I, ooh, I kind of dig that, too. <laughs> Um, but that doesn't matter because we're doing the movie, a movie, the movie, the movie, Top Gun Maverick. So before we get into this, a couple little tidbits that I found watching videos and interviews and stuff like that, Tom Cruise set up a three-month flying course for all the actors that were going to be up in jets. They started off in Cessnas, then they went to acrobatic planes, then they went to Air Force trainer jets, and then into the F-18 Hornets. They all had to complete the Navy post-training, the parachute overwater survival training system. Uh, in the F-18s, uh, occasionally they would pull up to AGs. Uh, but the cast, a couple of the guys were like, yeah, the sustained four G's for up to two minutes was the worst. <laughs> uh, and apparently only two actors did not throw up. And that was Tom Cruise and Monica Barbado who played Phoenix, excuse me, Barbaro, excuse me. Excuse you. Excuse me. I, I, I hate when I screw people's names up. So... Somebody didn't turn their phone. Oh, no, you have the important phone calls coming through. I forgot about that. No, that wasn't my phone. That was the ring. Oh, for your house. Yeah. 
And that I can't turn off. I don't know how. <laughs> uh, Monica Barbaro. Barbaro, yes. Um, so let me ask you something. How good was hot. Miles Teller as Rooster? Uh, so good. I thought that it was Shay LaBeouf. LaBeouf? <laughs> No, but I mean, and that actor playing Goose's son, I mean, how well did he, like, channel his inner Goose and look like him? And, I mean, I thought that was a great pick for that role. Uh, Shia LaBeouf? LaBeoufant? Was not in this movie. LaBeouf. Um, yeah, well, let's... We'll get into the particulars in a second. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. 96 on the tomato meter. 92? 99 audience Holy score. shit. Um, I can't believe I didn't look that stuff up. Holy cow. I'd have no numbers whatsoever. Well, I have more numbers for you here. Cool. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. This is like a role reversal. Now I know how you feel like. (laughs) From uh, the the IMDb. Actually, you know what? They don't have. Box office? Yeah, they don't have. Oh, I have to go to. That's what it was. Box office. Box office mojo. Uh, Top Gun, Maverick, all right, here we go. And when did you watch this movie, by the way? Mm, The first time or the second time? The first time. First time was last night. The second time while I was sitting in my golf cart. At work today. <laughs> uh, I was watching it while you were having a cigarette, just so you know. <laughs> really? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> um, domestic opening. It's uh it opened with a one hundred twenty-six million dollar income. It's a good weekend by anybody's standards. So far, worldwide, the movie has made one billion four hundred ninety-three million dollars. That's a hit in anybody's book. That's rivaling Marvel at that point. That's insane. Uh, and it's showing everywhere but China. But there's movies like I don't even think Star Wars has that much. Now the one of the Marvel movies is close to that. <clears throat> All right. Uh so far to date worldwide Star Wars, the very first Star Wars has made 775 million dollars. Now it only had a budget of 11 million, so but that in comparison to uh <clears throat> it is priest okay top 
lifetime grosses. Avatar is still at the top. Avengers Endgame is second. Avatar The Way of Water is already up to number three. I haven't even seen it yet. Titanic. Uh, the Force Awakens. Infinity War. Spider-Man No Way Home. Jurassic World. Lion King. The Avengers. Furious 7. At $1.5 And at number 12 is Top Gun. Like, this thing isn't even done running yet. That's impressive. You're damn near a top 10 all-time gross. That's well, very impressive. Yeah. That's, uh... Wow. Uh... Yeah, it's daily records. Yep, Avenger Endgame. Um, it's not going to be under top holiday single gross. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter, Death of the Olives Part 2 is 16. Frozen's at 19. Iron Man 3 is at 23. You know, the Sky Falls at 28. Man, interesting movies out there with top grosses. But yeah, it's yeah. still going to be climbing. So it, it, could, it could hit the top 10 by the end of the year. Just wow. <laughs> Any other numbers you got there? Um. Hang on here. Let me bring my Top Gun movie back up. Oh, right. right. So, like I said, domestic opening was $126 million. Um, Guess what country had the biggest sales outside of the United States? Australia? It was almost a tie between Japan and the United Kingdom. No way. Yes. At 102 million for the United Kingdom. 801 million with Japan. And nobody else comes even close. <laughs> it was apparently big in France. Uh, South Korea, $67 million. Nice. Australia comes in third with $65 million. Um, now, as I said, it was not released in China, <clears throat> and it was—it's kind of a weird story. In the previews of the movie, where they show Pete Mitchell's jacket, yeah, he has a patch that has four flags on the back. Right. In the original film, the bottom left was Japan. The bottom right was Taiwan, I believe. But for the previews, they 
digitally edited that out thinking they might put it out to China. And then for some reason, when the movie came out, they were like, yeah, screw them. They don't need this film. So they put it back to the original jacket. Because China doesn't like them two countries at all. Well, kind of the fact that we... Okay, we don't know what country they are bombing because they well, never mention it. They never mention it. The, the only country currently that has F-14s in service is Iran. Right. Although it's really funny. They do show the coordinates uh, on one scene. And if you actually look up the coordinates in real life, it's Point Nemo. Do you know what Point Nemo is? No. It is a piece of land in the middle of the ocean that is the farthest from any piece of land in the entire world. So they, they picked a place. Yeah. If, and it was funny that they, they picked that exact spot just because they're like, yeah, let's troll some people. They'll look it up and go, son of a bitch. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we've gotten through most of the um, the baloney. Oh, it's starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Ooh. Miles Teller, yep. Val Kilmer, yeah, Bashir Salahuddin. Glad you tried, John Hamm, who is really good. At, I yeah. love him. Uh, Charles Parnell, as Warlock. Who, uh, oh, he was his voice, man. He's just he's got that great. Mm. Monica Barbado. Uh, what the hell has she been in? Not much. I looked her up earlier. Yeah. She has not done a ton, but she's yeah. I, I I'd be willing to bet. Let's see, the Good Cop. Uh, Splitting up together on real, yeah, not a not a bunch of stuff I had ever heard of. Yeah, Miles, everybody got to start somewhere. Miles Teller, Great Balls of Fire. What is that? <laughs> oh, that's a spin. That's the music video from. Yeah, from the movie. Yep. Um, very cute girl. Yeah, very. Uh. But so is Jennifer Connelly. So uh, I always love Jennifer Connelly. Uh, do, do, do. Who else? Lewis Pullman. This? Is he Lewis. related to? Yes. He Ooh. is the son of Bill Pullman, who flew an F-18 in Independence Day. That's why I kept, through the movie, I kept going... <laughs> Man, he looks familiar, especially <laughs> when he was wearing the glasses. Uh -huh. I was like, yeah. I know him. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Carol Wang. Raymond Glenn, Lee. Glenn uh, Powell is hangman. Glenn Powell, who was really good in the movie. Yeah, I, I thought he did great, yeah. Um, Ed Harris. At the very beginning of the movie. We only see him for a second, though. Yeah, but, man, he makes the most of it. He's so good. 
All right. Let's get into the meat of this. We just need to get into this. Um, so what did you think of uh, of the Top Gun sequel that took 30 years to make? 36. And, and almost, I think it now holds the longest run between sequels at this point because Tron was less than 36 years. Um, I, I saw it in the theater, man, and I fell in love with it in the theater. Uh, and on subsequent watchings, I love it even more and watching all the videos about little tidbits I missed. I'm like, damn, I can't believe I missed that. Damn. I yeah. I'm, I'm in love with this movie. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fanboy of this one. Okay. Okay. Um, There were parts that I loved. Uh-huh. There were things that bothered the hell out of me. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about the first one. Well, here. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Okay. You could take the first movie and... Lay it on a timeline. You could take the second movie and the timelines would match. Yeah. They played their little handball game the same time that they played volleyball. I mean, they, okay. My biggest pet peeve in this whole thing was them reusing lines from the first movie. Oh, you got to have the callback lines, man. No, you don't. Okay. You're you're making you're making a sequel and yes, you can have your little here and there, but it went all the way through the movie and it was driving me nuts. Yeah, but you got to admit it was kind of cool like some of the lines that like uh Tom Skerritt's character said to Maverick, Maverick is now passing those down to you know, Rooster's character. Yeah. I was just waiting to hear your writing checks your body can't afford to cash or whatever it was. <laughs> hey, at um, least you didn't hear the sketchiest move I ever saw, Mav. <laughs> they took out the worst ones. They could have used it. I mean, it would have fit. <laughs> All right, Kat, um, if you turn off my computer, I will shoot you dead. Now, cinematography in this was incredibly good. I'll tell you what, the dark star at the beginning, man, those shots up in like you're looking you're from outer space looking down at the plane, stunning. Mm. The the it almost looks like plasma going past his window at Mach 10. Stunning. Um th- did you notice the logo on the back of the plane and on the on the joystick controllers? Skunkworks. Skunkworks, yep. That's an actual plane that they were developing that was supposed to be an unmanned plane. Uh, it, maybe it's up there and we don't know about it. Hard to say, but that's that actual. And the plane, obviously, that they used was just a mock-up. But that design and everything is a actual Skunk Works design, which is why it was gorgeous. Holy cow. I... Uh... 
I enjoyed this movie tremendously. It it will rank high on my list. I I will tell you that. But <laughs> like I said, there are some points that I that I just uh, that just yeah, made it, made me cringe yeah. a couple of times. Now the flashbacks that actually went back to the first movie mm-hmm. excited the hell out of me. Um, looking at, looking at Val Kilmer. Yeah. Bothered me because I know he can't talk anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just, the man's been through a lot. Maybe you shouldn't make movies anymore. He wanted um, to. I mean, Tom asked him to do it. He wanted to do it. And I, I actually thought that scene was incredibly great in the movie. Because they could have screwed that up really badly, but they did it really well. His voice was actually an AI-generated voice. They took um, his previous movie lines and his son. I guess his son sounds exactly like Val when he was young. So they took his son's voice and previous stuff, melded it together, and, and did those lines for him. Wow, because that's exactly how he sounds when you listen to him in an interview. I don't think he can talk at all anymore. Oh, he he uh, he actually did a an HBO special or something like that. Um, he has to basically close off his trachea tube to talk, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, look it up. I watched it on YouTube. How old was it? It wasn't that old. He's um, okay. He was living in Arizona at the time. Um, it was just before they filmed Top Gun. Um, he can still talk, but he doesn't sound like the Val Kilmer of, yeah. of old. Um, what else was there? That, that... That, that scene where the, the Dark Star is taken off. And flies over Ed Harris's character. I saw a clip about this. <laughs> well, they had an F-18 do it, and then they massed it out and put the Dark Star on there. But when they filmed it, they didn't expect to blow the roof off of that shack. <laughs> and like, since they damaged the set piece so bad, that, that first take is the one they used in the film. And Ed just does, barely moves a step. It's great. Well, that... Ed wasn't, in the clip that I saw, Ed wasn't expecting it to be that violent. (laughs) But he said that it took everything he had to not move. (laughs) Now, that that, that plane supposedly going to Mach 10, it would take a plane 30 minutes to cross the entire United States at Mach 10. That's how fast that is. And they have developed a plane that has jet engine and scramjet engines together. I mean, that's, that's not sci-fi. That's something. Well, that's actually, that's actually old technology. I mean, the scramjet, it it was perfected back in the sixties. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jaeger, 
Chuck Yeager, didn't he break the sound barrier with the scramjet? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it might have been because they had to drop him off an airplane first to get the yeah. speed up. So that could be, yeah. Uh, but having a plane that had do, like four engines, two jets, two scramjets is something that they have developed. So, Well, uh, originally the um, B-1 bomber was gonna it ha- was gonna use scramjets mm. was gonna have two conventional that's why there's four engines in in the b1 bomber gotcha oh by the way going back a little bit if nobody out there knows what skunk works is they're the lockheed martin company that developed the u2 bomber the sr-71 basically all the cool stealth stuff f-117 um, stealth fighter was yep. Skunk Works. Yeah, um, F-22 Raptor, the F-117, the P-38 Lightning all the way back in the day, man. So, yeah. They actually have a hangar at Area 51. Yep. Oh, yeah. A hangar all to themselves. Military personnel aren't even allowed in the Skunk Works hangar. It's and so it's on, secret. yeah, it's on a military base. Gotta love that. Oh. That's my base. I don't care. You can't go in. Um, the the story of him uh, being reinstated into the Navy, which is in, how he never left. I I didn't take it as that. I I took it as he left to become a test pilot. Um. Most test pilots run through uh, individual corporations, not the military. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that's kind of why I was like sitting here going, is he still in the Navy? Because there's not many Navy test pilots. <laughs> um, not anymore. So I, I I was a little bit confused as to how that was going. Yeah. I, I was watching this one video, and in the very beginning, when Mav is looking at his wall of photographs, mm-hmm. there is a blink-and-miss-it moment where you can see a picture of Penny, Jennifer Connelly's character, up on that board. But you get to pause the movie at the right damn time to see that. that okay. Just, and Explain to me who the hell Penny is. Okay, do you remember in the original one where they talk about, you know, you, you did a flyby with an admiral's daughter and, and Goose looks at Penny Benjamin? That's the Penny Ben, And I didn't pick it up the first time either. Now it makes sense. <laughs> I sat here and watched the movie twice trying to figure out who the fuck is Penny. Penny and Benjamin, I, the admiral's which, daughter. I mean, I'm sitting here going, is she... Charlie's daughter. Um, now, oh, Penny. Yeah, nice little layer to it, huh? That, 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 oh, okay, okay, hang on. I have to scroll down and look. Son of a bitch, they do call her Penny Benjamin. (laughs) Um, and you get the feeling that. Pete and Penny, like, had 
entanglements more than just back in that f-18 like it sounds like on and off he's dropped in and out of her life because the one line the daughter says she says don't break her heart again again yeah and i i really do kind of take it that that she over the 30 years was in and out of yeah of his life like whenever he was stationed there he would like i mean shoot when I was in Memphis, I had a girlfriend there. When I was in Orlando, I had a girlfriend there. When I was in Virginia San Francisco, Beach, you, you had a boyfriend there. Yeah, we get it. According to our inclusive director at work, you're not allowed to say that. Because you, you, had, make, a, you had a companion. It didn't match my pronoun. Of God. <laughs> what the hell you think? <sighs> I don't know. Anyway. David, David He. I, I love my David He. <laughs> um, my favorite part of the movie. I, I, this is good. You're going to look at me and go, what? What? Oh, go ahead. They both get shot down. Yeah, that was and, fun. And when Maverick goes over and <laughs> hits him, the banter between the two was it, freaking awesome. I was like, dude, they had the best kept outside of Connolly and him. Dude, Rooster and him had the best chemistry. I'd like, it, it honestly, they they could have ended the film with them blowing up the thing getting home and it would have been a good film i didn't know i needed to see maverick shot down behind enemy lines without a jet to really enjoy myself but it was it's like what were you thinking you told me not to it's just drugs i'm <laughs> just great stuff i i was sitting back and i was like Ah, they're flying F-A-18s. They're flying F-A-18s, man. Oh, this is going to be so boring. Then at the end of the movie, when they jump into a Tomcat, I'm like, how freaking awesome. How freaking awesome. (laughs) And the fact is, is that he showed some of the stuff that the F-14 Tomcat can do, like shutting down one engine. and do the twist. Yeah. that plane can do it. Yeah. Uh, I oh, that was my favorite plane growing up, man. Oh yeah, F fourteen. Oh yeah. The only plane that has topped it so far is the the F twenty two Raptor. That's like number one on my list now, and it's not even a Navy plane. <laughs> um, the F thirty five can suck the chud off my left nut but uh. oh did you notice like i don't know you've seen uncle buck that was the the, the tia from uncle i just buck. Wa- i just watched it the other day that was ice man's wife cough button there we go yeah tia from uncle buck is ice man's wife was Tia the younger girl from Uncle Buck or the older? I haven't seen Uncle Buck all the way through. I don't know. It's just well, one of those movies I've never the, gotten around to watching. The, there were two daughters. Um, 
Oh, God, I've got to look it up now. I'm about to burp, everyone. <laughs> Sarah Kazan. Now, that might be the daughter. Uncle Buck, Tia, Ross, Tia Russell. All right, Gabby Hoffman. No. Jean-Louise Jean Kelly played Tia Russell. So was Tia the older girl? I don't know. I haven't seen the film all the way. Yes. Okay. Tia was the older girl who was the problem child. <laughs> she was the one who Uncle Buck had to keep fending off the boys and all the stuff. <laughs> Um, no, I did not realize that that was, uh, Jean Louisa Kelly no. playing that role. Yeah. And I got to admit the, the, oh shit, Mav's going to steal an F-14 Tomcat. I mean, it was kind of like set in the back of your mind really early on when they were talking about, you know, they've got fifth generation fighters and other things and including a couple of F-14 Tomcats. You're like, oh, he's got to get back to one of those. He's got to do it. He's got to do it. How the hell are they going to get him in that plane? And they did it. Um, can I please go back to this? Thank you. Um, now, uh, now you'll when at the near the end of the movie when Rooster's trying to punch out and nothing's happening, it's very likely that in the whole scramble to get that old ass plane out of there, he forgot to pull the safety pin on the ejection seat. Well, you had to ruin that for everyone. Um. Hey, we're assuming everybody's seen this movie, and if not, go watch the movie, then listen to us. So, everybody knows we're a bunch of jerks. At the insistence of Tom Cruise, minimal green screen and CGI aerial shots exist in this film. And even the close-up cockpit shots were shot during real in-flight sequences. It took 14 months to figure out how to put six IMAX cameras into an F-18. And basically, they mounted six of the lenses and then optical cables went down to other parts of the plane to the actual IMAX camera parts. And, it, and what really was tough on the actors is when they're up in the air, the only person they can hear is their pilot. They can't hear the director. They had to learn editing, cinematography, lighting, makeup, and then memorize their lines, their eyesight with where they're supposed to be looking at in during a scene. Like they would have to ask the pilot of the plane, hey, can you go five degrees right because the light's not right, that kind of stuff, you know. And the director wouldn't see anything for a couple hours until they got back on the ground. Unfortunately, there was one minor incident uh, where uh, Rooster, the guy who played Rooster, accidentally erased all of his footage. That was, you know, not good. But, uh, yeah, that th was, was rough. Can you imagine trying to do all of that stuff and not throw up and act? And it was, I was watching another thing where all the guys in the planes were like, we had so much preparation for this you know three months of flying just to get up in these things 
that they were so comfortable doing it. Like the first footage came back and the director was like, um, you guys are boring. You need to act more, more intense. Because <laughs> they were just, they was like, yeah, we're just, we're pulling 5Gs, no big deal. Yeah, that's. Distributors, distributor Paramount Pictures wanted to debut this film on the new Paramount Plus streaming service after the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, or I mean, during the the pandemic, because all the movie theaters were closed worldwide in 2020. A release in 2021 was looking increasingly unlikely. However, Tom Cruise is one of the as one of the producers refused to give the stu- given to studio pressure, insisting the film has to be a theatrical release. The gamble paid off and it has now become his highest grossing film. Nice. Both Goose in Top Gun 1986 and Rooster in the sequel tell Maverick come on Mav, do some of that That (laughs) This is the shit that I was talking about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can come listen to the Davis and Davis show at davisanddavisshow.com. And if you'd like some merchandise, you can go to the davisanddavisshow.com for all your merchandise needs. And when you go there and listen to our show, yes, it will sound like Top Gun and Top Gun 2. <laughs> because we say the same things over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so we don't have to review the first one. What the hell you say? <laughs> I knew you were going to have an issue somewhere with the movie. Well, I'm glad you liked it overall, though. Well, I'm, I'm in that 99%. It's, I mean, the guys at work were like, uh, it really wasn't as good as the first one and all that. Um, I'm like, that made me feel, I had more feels in this film than the first one by far. And the acting, obviously, I mean, it's 36 years later. Tom knows how to act now. I mean, when he's I, I when, think he, his, when, he, when he's talking to Iceman, that was a great, great scene, and you could have screwed it up so badly. And they they just it, they played it perfectly, in my opinion. There are uh, well, yeah, um, and even Jennifer Connelly's play uh, character could have been a throwaway character. She, you know, you could have gotten really any girl to do that, and it would have been well, okay. Yeah, but now, now that I know that it's Penny Benjamin, it's like <laughs> everything is so much better. What if? Yeah. That, what if? What if Tom Scarrett? No, it, it wouldn't have worked if Tom Tom Scarrett was her dad. Do you know? Is he that still Tom alive? Scarrett was younger when he did Top Gun than Tom Cruise is when he did Top Gun 2? Well, that's not hard. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, though. <laughs> Tom Scarrett's old. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Take a quick break, go over a couple more details. No? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick <laughs> break and cover some details. Whatever Burke said, I don't know. We got nine, eight, seven, six, 
five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. There it is. Make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast.